What's up, everybody? This is Sean from the From the Stands podcast. Listen, normally you would be hearing from us for an hour-long episode regarding the world in sports today. Today we have something different for you. Today there was big news in between podcasts. We had to get something out to you. So today we have a mini podcast, an emergency podcast, to talk about the injury to Jake Muzzin. Ian and I got together. We gave our thoughts. We hope you enjoy. The Maple Leafs have tied the series 1-1 against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Bit of a tale of two tapes, Ian. But the big story here, Jake Muzzin. What did you feel in the moment? Well, I'm not going to lie. The first thing I thought of in the moment was, oh, God, what's this going to do to the Leafs' chances? Because someone like Muzzin is completely irreplaceable for this team, and he looked magnificent. In, even in game one, in that terrible, terrible performance by the rest of the team, Muzzin was one of the bright spots. So in the moment, I was worried about team success. And then as, you know, the, the eeriness of the, you know, the silence and all that sort of went on, you saw the stretcher come out and you saw how serious it was. Obviously, that flipped to concern for Jake himself. So um, definitely, definitely scary. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, the news that he's okay is so, so, so great. And now I turn back to my original thought with, for the Leafs, this is really, really bad. Catastrophically bad. Really, really bad. And it's, it's funny, isn't it? It's eerily quiet about the news. No news about what it possibly could be. No speculation. No talking heads coming out and saying X, Y, and Z aside from Mike Milbury. But we can talk about that, about that after. I didn't think it was as bad as it was. But um, this, he is so integral. You know, like there's probably only two players that the Leafs couldn't do without at this point. One of them being Muzzin, the other being Anderson, especially the way that Anderson's playing. You know, they can, they can get by without a top six forward. Um, it's kind of their mantra. They did it all year. But Muzzin just does something and brings an added element that they just don't have. You know? Well, and to he, be fair, they did it all year and were almost out of the playoffs. So I wouldn't say that they can completely survive and get up to their peak without one of their top guys, although right now they're basically playing without Marner anyway. Um, but what I will say, like the Muzzin thing, like, you know, you look back at that trade, right. And the trade was, you know, first and other stuff to to get Muzzin. And in the moment you're like, wow, that's a lot. And you watch him play and you watch all the things that he does. And he provides something that this team just doesn't have. I mean, you look back at that now and it's an absolute steal. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's okay, but in order to get through Columbus, we need to see, we need to see some creativity on that back end in terms of how they're going to juggle the lines to me. And I imagine I'd like to know what your thoughts on this are too, you know, in terms of who they bring in to me, it should be Sandine that should be brought in. It shouldn't just be Marincin only because he kills penalties. He's not very good. I'd rather the upside of Sandine and the fact that he could log minutes if he needed to. And I just rather go that route. I'd rather go that route. And is it scary to trust someone like Dermot on your penalty kill? Yeah. But you know what? For the next three games or two games, however long it's going to be, just try not to take any freaking penalties. It's going to be Marincin. He was already skating with Barry today at practice. Barry and Marincin is a pair. Barry and Marincin. 
your pairing that you talked about on the podcast before might be coming to a TV near you. I Leaf agree. Fans, with, that's horrifying. I agree with you. I, I know why they're thinking Marincin, bigger body, kills penalties. Sandine was thrown around a lot this year. But one thing he's excellent at is transitioning the puck up ice. Like a lot of the Leafs defensemen, he's excellent at that. And that's really what changed the game yesterday, aside from the complete and total effort change that, that came of this. And the, the domination and what was definitely on display. They were, they were fantastic yesterday. It, it was one of the best games that I've seen them play all year, if not the best game. You know, for the longest time, I subscribed that the best game that they played all year was against St. Louis, a game they lost at home. This game, well, they, they won. And here's the thing, you know, Keith and Dubas love puck possession. It's all that's what the roster has been built on puck possession and Columbus didn't have the puck yesterday and they can't score if they don't have the puck. So right. the, the goal has to be, okay, how are we going to replicate that? And, and you don't replicate that by trotting out someone as bad as Marincin. You replicate it by Double down. someone like Sandine. You exactly. That's what you do. Now, will we see it? Probably not. And that means for all the fans out there, it means it's likely going to go two one Columbus. Okay, so let's say that you're, let's say that you're right, and they go Sandine. What would be your six your six defenseman pairings? Uh, I mean, you probably got to keep Riley and CC together. Um, CC was as, oddly good yesterday. It was well, I mean, all the Leafs look good, right? So every yeah, dog has true. a day. Um, then I would probably say you're going to have to pair Dermot with with Hall. um Hall and then you're probably going to go Barry and Sandy. Now, as scary as that's going to be in your own zone, at some point, at some point, you know, Barry just needs to be replacement level. Like at some point, at some point he, there has to be a commitment that he is going to be better. So, we'll see what happens. I, I actually thought Hall was really good too. So, Hall and Dermot, I I don't mind. I think that's sort of how it has to go. Um what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'd go Hall and Dermot as well. Um, I, I, the real move is to go Hall and Riley and just play them as much as humanly possible. And then slide up Barry and play him with... And keep the Barry-Dermot line, move them up a slot, and then go your Sandine, CC, Marincin, CC, something along those lines, and just play them like six minutes a night all on, like, and just try and hide them and just use them as penalty killers. And just ride this like you got to ride it for three games. This is the playoffs. You've had four months off. Ride your four best defensemen that you have available. That's probably what I would do. Um, but I, I don't disagree with your lines at all. I don't disagree with your lines at all. So Muzzin's out. You had. And you had. I, I'm going to take really quick. I'm going to take it back to, to to basketball for a second. And I think the important part is when you see championship teams get you know far in the in, in the NBA playoffs. What happens is with their fifth starter, normally what they do is they ride whoever's working. So for Nurse last year, is he riding Powell? Is he riding uh, Danny Green? Is he riding Van Bleet? Is he riding McCaw? Unlikely. But that's how it goes. And I think the Leafs sort of need to adopt that now without Muzzin, where of the Sandine, Dermot, Barry, Hall, of that group, because you know CeCe's going to have to play, of that group, okay, let's try and play Riley as much as we can. and which of that other tier is performing and those, the ones that are, you got to try and ride as much as you can. And the two that aren't, you need to try and bury them as best you can. You have to, there's, there's no choice. That's what you got to do. You're hundred percent right. Like, I don't like, I don't like agreeing with you on this stuff, but you don't have another choice. 
This is a playoff series. Mm-mm. You can't just trot out who you have to, who you feel like needs to play because you need to play six defensemen in a game. Right. Just you because he looks like a penalty killer doesn't mean that he you don't be need to do any of that. And and I don't think Keith is going to do that. He should. He showed that in game one where he benched CC in the four, in the third quarter, uh, third quarter. He got me on basketball now in the, in the third period. He, he showed that he was just going to ride his guys. Now, again, he's playing from behind. He's got to make an adjustment. You know what? They don't have many good options. So they didn't have many good options when they did have Muzzin. And this really, really, really hurts. Um, are you changing? Their, he is their most irreplaceable player. Um, I, I would say I'm not, I know you're going to ask me about my prediction. I'm not changing my prediction. I still have Columbus in five. Okay. Um, but if, if the Leafs continue with this puck possession game, Columbus can be as effective as they want clogging the middle, but if they don't have the puck, they can't score. So eventually one of those $11 million guys is going to pop through and get one like Matthews did, like Tavares did. So we just need to see if that happens. And at the end of the day for, for the Leafs, if they're without Muzzin, who's irreplaceable on this team, they need to go all all in, even more all in than they already are on offense. And that means going with Sandine. And what it means is that someone like Mitch Marner, who's been completely invisible, needs to be a whole lot better. I didn't think he was as bad as you did in game two, uh, but he wasn't magic Mitch. He wasn't for, 11 million, for 11 million, you need better. Yep. No, I, I don't disagree. So I'm not, obviously, I wish I had Leafs in five at this point, but... I kind of like the rallying cry around the guy who went down. You know, I like that. And and I like a team as talented as the Leafs having a jolt of energy, having that jolt of let's do this. Like we let's do this for Muzz. I like that. I like how Matthew's been throwing the weight around. Love Tavares's game too. Like that that was oh, he, that was he like, responded. He that responded was crazy. And they just showed that Columbus is a good team, but they're not the Boston Bruins. And I don't mean this disrespectfully. It's just like they play a style, but they're not going to kill you. So you just need to play your game. And Muzzin really takes that away. And I'm interested to see. We got a lot of stuff that's coming up. Um, Ian, this was unique for us. This is going out as a video, maybe as a mini podcast for us. Lots of basketball. Raptors are on tonight. Um, do you want to give? Some, do you want to do a quick minute on your boys in red? Well, what else is there to say? What else is there to say? And I'm going to go into this coach of the year nonsense that popped up over the weekend um, that for whatever reason, the, his peers voted for. Is this a mini hear me out? Billy Donovan, which is beyond moronic, but I'll go, I'll get into that later. What else can you say? I mean, countered out every step of the way and Kyle Lowry, Van Vliet, those guys, they just keep getting it done. So I love them. I'm the Raptors are everything that Leafs fans want the Leafs to be. So Hopefully, you know, maybe some adversity, maybe some adversity gives the Leafs a bit of an edge, but someone like Muzzin, that's really tough. And right now, you know, I'm thrilled with what's going on with the Raptors right now. I'm really just concerned for Jake and I hope he's okay. I do too. And it was one of the, one of the weirdest, scariest things I've ever watched, especially with no fans in the stands and how long it was, how eerie it was. I just hope he's okay. Just as a human being, you know, this is sports. That's, that's life. And He's got a family. I, I hope everything's okay. I can't imagine. Can't imagine what his family was thinking. Can't go and see him. Can't be there. Normally they can run down. My wife was telling me, like, normally they can run down. She was right. Like, I, I, she would be freaking out in that moment. They can't go and make sure that they're okay. Like, I'm sure that team representatives or Muzz is texting, texting them saying, like, I'm okay or I'm going here, there, and everywhere. But, like, not being able to be with him in that moment was scary. Um, I still have the Leafs to win this series. And 
I'm very excited to see what we're going to see come of these next two or three games. We are going to be putting out a full podcast. It's undecided when. Either it's going to come out Saturday or it's going to come out Monday. Unfortunately, one of us is turning, has a monumental birthday or a milestone birthday, not monumental. But one of us has a milestone birthday this weekend. So it's kind of getting in the way of things. But we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk basketball. We're going to talk the Leafs. Hopefully, it's about them moving on to the Stanley Cup playoffs and not the NHL playoffs. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter, at FromTheStandsPod. Follow us on Instagram, at FromTheStands. Subscribe and download on iTunes and Spotify. I'm pretty sure we're on Google Play. If someone would try and download and let us know, please do. Ian, any last words? Let's go get it. Let's go Leafs. Let's go Raptors. And stay safe, everyone. Make sure you're wearing your mask. Go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go.